0: I have a quick joke for you. It's a thread on Reddit and the subreddit for Bitcoin. And it simply says,
1: is it legal to sleep in one's Lamborghini parked on the street? Asking for a friend. All right.
0: I have this link and this link made me so sad, but also I love it, bro. Did you see this?
1: Oh, no. No, this is sad. <laughs> it's so sad. Nigel the bird found dead next to his concrete partner he tried to woo for years. Yeah. No.
0: It's got this beautiful, sad gif of this happy little. How do you say this? Is it a gannet bird? Whatever. Yeah,
1: sure. That sounds right.
0: Yeah, a gannet bird. This happy little gannet bird nuzzling up next to this concrete, soulless, lifeless. Concrete gannet that has no ability to give him back any kind of love or affection. She's
1: playing hard to get.
0: <laughs> the hardest to get. Twenty years ago, conservationists in New Zealand placed eighty fake gannet birds on Mana Island in an attempt to attract some real life gannets. But only one bird finally showed up in 2015. That bird, which locals named Nigel, spent years in a futile effort to woo a mate who was made of concrete. But sadly. Nigel has been found dead next to his stone-cold partner. What a story.
1: Oh, this is even sadder. No way. (laughs) Oh, man, what a bummer.
0: How sad is that? It's maybe the loneliest story I've ever heard.
1: Jeez, loneliest bird on earth. Mm -hmm. Even built a nest from seaweed, mud, and twigs for his concrete love. Yeah. But his affection was never reciprocated no matter how hard he tried.
0: No, there's nothing, nothing happening there. Nothing happening. So it, it says the story became even more tragic when you learned that three more gannets showed up on the island only recently. It seemed to be a Christmas miracle when the birds arrived on the island, but the other birds stayed on the opposite end of the colony while Nigel was stuck to his concrete friends and stuck close to his immovable partner. Dude,
1: this is like sad, not only because he died, but sad because he's probably like the weird bird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They call him No Mates Nigel, to be exact.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. So there's a ranger named Chris Bell who gave some comments, and even he didn't have much to say about Nigel. He said, Bell told the New Zealand press reader that Nigel, quote, may be a weirdo, end quote, and that the other birds probably didn't want anything to have to do with him.
1: Oh, my gosh. This bird <laughs> lives the saddest life. <laughs> oh man i
0: mean and you look at it you look you look at these pictures and these aren't some weird little like bird looking concrete shapes they look just like the birds like they did a great job they literally built yeah you know yeah. concrete replicas there's a couple of pictures where i like couldn't tell like wait is nigel in this picture because i mean they look for real just like he does so I, it's not like he's just some dummy who saw a rock and was like that's close enough like i totally get why he would <laughs> think that these things were real but two years, man. Well, three years. Three years of him trying to woo these birds.
1: Do you think he knew they were fake? I don't know. And because he's a weird bird, he's just like,
0: these are my only friends. I don't know. Yeah, these ones. These are the ones that don't reject me, you know? They don't look at me. They don't pay much attention to me. But they don't reject me.
1: This would be a crazy, sad, like, movie plot yeah. that a Pixar could make, you know, they could either stick with the birds or they could make it, like... A robot in, like, defunct robots, and he's like, these are my friends, you know, like some sad...
0: Some weird side character.
1: Oh, and then, oh gosh, friends of uh, Mana Island penned a poem for Nigel that they posted on Facebook, a touching tribute to the bird that couldn't find a single friend.
0: hmm Should we read it? To
1: Nigel, you stayed a while on Mana Island, attracted by your concrete mates. You built a nest, you did your best, but only Norman dropped on by. We weeded, we painted, we sprayed guano around. We hope you'd find the real thing. 3 newbies arrived, a Christmas surprise, but suddenly you are gone. Rest in peace, no mates Nigel.
0: depressing.
1: <laughs> Man, what a bummer.
0: I don't know who Norman is by the way. They yeah, mentioned Norman in that poem, but I don't got any I don't got any context for that.
1: It did not say anywhere. (laughs) No. (laughs) So I guess there's another bird.
0: (laughs) Or maybe uh, that's like a a ranger or something. But yeah, that's, that's a little bit of context we're missing here. But still a pretty sad story.
1: Man, what a bummer.
0: The top comment on Gizmodo, by the way, is really good. It was just somebody saying, oh, this is all sad and heartbreaking, but if I die next to my silicon doll, suddenly I'm the loser and freak.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's true. That's We're coming to this, this reality uh, in more than just birds. This is going to happen to some guy.
0: This is definitely going to happen to some guy, and it's not going to be as hilariously awkward as poor Nigel, but. Yeah, now you know. They, they did some weird stuff, by the way, that is, is just kind of an aside. And they say like it's the most perfectly natural thing in the world, but apparently the, the group that like built these concrete birds would like paint guano on the ground, like bird droppings on the ground, ground to make it more realistic. And. I think they, like, maintained that kind of stuff for a long time. And that just seems like um, my dudes maybe give it up.
1: That's your fault. You attracted this bird to your fake island. Well, yeah,
0: but only one. So maybe you can be like, you know what? I'm going to skip the painting guano on the ground trip this year.
1: Yeah. Now, is it real guano? Like, are they harvesting it from, like, a zoo?
0: Nope. Fake. Uh Oh. Confirmed it here.
1: So then they could probably smell it and they're like, that's fake.
0: That's fake. What are you guys doing? And Nigel's the only one.
1: Yeah, it's way too suspicious. I bet all the other birds are like, uh-uh, I ain't going to Dummy Island. <laughs>
0: or, I'm not going to the island where all the birds get frozen in time. Those birds haven't moved in
1: years. Yeah, they're paralyzed. Something on this island. Uh-uh, I ain't going. Jeez, freaking sad. Thanks a lot, man.
0: No problem. All right, give me some.
1: So, we had previously been talking about the, that Han Solo movie. Yeah, yeah and how we thought that it was just going to be the worst. But they released two trailers, Mm -hmm. one during the Super Bowl and one the next day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you see them?
0: I saw the first one, but I haven't seen the trailer after.
1: Okay, let me give that to you. Bro, did you see this?
0: I've been running scams on the street since I was 10. that out of the flight academy for having a mind of my own I'm gonna be a pilot
2: best in the galaxy hey kid I'm putting together a crew you in?
1: (laughs) that's yes that looks cool. So, for a movie with so many problems behind the scenes, I'm so put at ease by this trailer. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of my worry is washed away, and I'm curious to know because you know you have been equally critical of this movie not being uh, not being good. So, what do you think?
0: Whoa, whoa, wait, 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 wait! You're you're putting some words in my mouth, my friend. <laughs> Did I? Did I say that? I feel like I didn't say that.
1: You said there was no way that it could be good with the turmoil that's been uh, happening behind the scenes.
0: What I said was that it was a shame that these directors got kicked off the project. Because my fear with all these kinds of movies is that they'll always end up being the exact same as the other ones. You know, you make vanilla movies because you can't possibly let anyone do something that feels out of the ordinary or outside of the box. And that was, even though I liked the movie Ant-Man... I would have loved to have seen an Ant Man by Edgar Wright, and we didn't get that. So it's felt like that was a kiss of death for this kind of movie too. That the directors got kicked off, but it looks great. It looks super cool. So I'm hoping that it really was just creative differences, and that this movie's going to turn out good because it it definitely could. This movie's coming out in April, in May. Don't Star Wars movies usually come out during Christmas?
1: So the original uh, release dates, like for the you know uh, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back. Return of the Jedi those were in the summer and the holiday release was with the new you know uh, movies right so they're trying they're testing the May back to their old form to see if that works but if not they might go back to the fall
0: interesting yeah so i take it that means that there will be no Christmas Star Wars this movie or correct. this year
1: correct hmm.
0: well yeah i hope it's a good movie i'm into it are you into it
1: Dude, I am super into it. I now, it could let me down because it's just a trailer and you know, it's really easy to cut together really cool things. But I would say even more so than the, the Super Bowl spot, mm-hmm. this second spot re, like reassures me because the way Alton Ehrenreich like talks, like that literally that last scene does so much. Just his little like the way his swagger, the way he talks, that makes me feel like okay, he's not doing an impression. Of Han Solo, he's doing his own thing and that thing seems cool.
0: You know me, I'm not, I'm not the Star Wars completionist. I must have everything exactly like the original ones kind of person. I loved the last movie the most because it was the least like the rest. So I don't have any problem with people going off in new directions and that kind of thing. I didn't think he looked too much like Harrison Ford, but that this trailer does make me feel like he is very much a Han Solo type character that will. Do the role justice. So it'll be fun to see. I think it's just fun. It's just a fun looking movie.
1: It feels like it's in the same universe as Rogue One.
0: Yeah. And that's this is the thing that I think maybe we're having a hard time with. And not not to go necessarily extremely deep, but I do feel like this is a weird reality that's a problem for people who love Star Wars because there's a difference between a fun movie and a profound movie. Right, mm-hmm. And you can kind of categorize most films in one or the other. Like Die Hard is a great movie, but it's not a profound movie. It's a fun movie. Yeah. right? And I, I made you watch Noah, <laughs> which I think you liked <laughs> I
1: by did, Darren I Aronofsky.
0: Did. I did. And I would argue that that's a profound movie, but it's not a fun movie. There's never like, you know what I want to do? I want to kick back tonight and watch Noah. Oh, God, I just hit my microphone because I was emphasizing that point so specifically. Um <laughs> You know,
1: does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense.
0: And so in that same way, I feel like there is a weird thing where Star Wars, especially the original ones, were able to strike a pretty good bargain between fun and profound. Where they were these fun blockbusters that had lots of weird scenes and, you know, C-3PO, for God's sake. What a weird character, right? (laughs) But they they integrated into the consciousness of culture so much that people thought of themselves as Jedis and that became a terminology for wisdom and mastery and all of that. And so that kind of sucks when usually you can make a fun movie and it's great or a profound movie and it's great. But Star Wars has to thread the needle and make a movie that's both profound and fun every time. And I just don't think that's true. I think that they can make movies that are just fun. And that's what I feel like Rogue One was, even though it wasn't my cup of tea. I just think it was a fun blockbuster movie. And if this is just a fun movie, I'm totally okay with that. I don't need it to give me some perfect life lesson that I'll never forget. But I feel like that's gonna be a problem for Star Wars going forward, is that people expect way, way, way more from
1: it. It's really interesting to hear you say that because I would consider myself part of the like Star Wars fanatic, you know, fandom fandom group. That, like, I will see every single one opening weekend, I will see it multiple times, I have multiple, like, Star Wars memorabilia, like, it's part of my childhood, super nostalgic. That being said, I don't want Profound, and I know that's maybe, like, blasphemous, and I've never really saw Star Wars, the original trilogy, the prequels, the the last two... I've never seen them in that profound way that, like, you would a Noah, that you would a Schindler's List, that you would, you know, some of these huge major motion pictures. I've always seen them as fun. So, with The Last Jedi, I felt like they tried to be profound. And, in my opinion, it didn't go the way, uh, you know, a fan would have wanted. So, I would almost, I would want them to stick with the fun. Like, The Force Awakens? People were like, it didn't have substance. And I think that's why I liked it.
0: Mm, interesting.
1: That it was just fun. And I think people have attributed and you know, assigned meaning and deepness and, and like, oh, th- it has this, this uh, extra message and, and it's a fight for good and evil. For me, they just are such like um, escapism, you know, like being a Jedi is such a cool concept, flying around in spaceships, you know, having laser swords. That's like just fun from a childhood perspective that I hope that they're not like you you saying that makes me think oh man I hope they're not trying to be deep and profound I hope they're just like going for blockbuster status
0: Yeah I guess we'll see Yeah that's interesting Now did you see this news Game of Thrones duo I'm I'm assuming kind of co-creators and writers of the Game of Thrones series are being given a new Star Wars movie series in the same way that Ryan Johnson was given the next trilogy
1: yes, yeah, so while the uh, the news of Ryan Johnson getting his own trilogy doesn 't excite me at all. the news of these guys getting a trilogy while i 'm not a fan of Game of Thrones at all, I have seen you know maybe collectively like two episodes in whole and, and like runtime, not even two full episodes you know i 'm excited for these guys to get a you know a film saga because of their pedigree. And because of the political intrigue of that show and, like, the the different houses and the... That is exciting. Like, you know, it's decent writing. And also, I'm hoping that these are the guys that get Knights of the Old Republic.
0: Oh, that'd be cool.
1: See? Because that's the closest in the Star Wars mythology that, like, it makes sense to give it to the Game of Thrones guys. Oh, you want political drama, intrigue, and, like, you know, different houses clashing and knights and orders? Give it to these guys. So that... That would be my hope. I don't, you know, who knows if that's the case. But I actually saw this and I was like, oh man, that's pretty exciting. I hope. Also, I hope it means that they're not writing that uh, slavery show for HBO.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. 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 I forgot all about that one. And I think so did the whole world. And HBO is very excited about that reality. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's really good. That's very, very good. Yeah. So this is the new normal. Everybody's got to get used to it. Star Wars isn't going anywhere. It was never going anywhere. It has been in the, you know, conscious of the world for 30 years now, 40 years now. Yeah. So that's that's it. We, we're going to get a lot more Star Wars and you're either going to enjoy them or you're not going to enjoy them. But let me tell you what. You're better off just enjoying them because being <laughs> an angry Star Wars fan is not a good look.
1: No, no, it's not. It's it's like a lot of work. It's tiring to be an angry Star Wars fan. <laughs> that's why I want them to just go with fun because that's so much easier to enjoy.
0: That's true. That's very true. That's awesome. Well, this is a perfect jumping off point because I don't know if you saw this or not, but well, I'm just going to present it without context. Here's an extremely good tweet.
1: Oh, gosh. <laughs> should I read the caption or should I? Yes, uh, please, please, please. Okay. Oh, wow. Just caught a preview of Donald Glover's Lando rap for the Han Solo movie. Didn't realize we'd be getting new Childish Gambino music so soon. I hope Disney doesn't take this down.
0: Go ahead and give it a play.
1: Billy <sighs> D's, mini me, Gambino, spittin' song. Man, 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 I'm in the driver's seat with you girls free to
2: ride along. Man, what was that? Start a blue harvest, make some blue corn. Y'all are right here Hop for these rebels. I'm just lukewarm, avoiding trouble, chilling out, and Best Vespin got a rap sheet longer than job a small
1: intestine. Yo, I'll crush your heart like it's hurricane season. My swag could have say way more than Liam Neeson's Baby girl I saved cause she used it. To- okay, I stopped. I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this this hurts my feelings. Because, you know, being a Star Wars fan, <laughs> this person is clearly not a fan. I don't know. Maybe they are. But then second, I've been a fan of Dominic Lover, a.k.a. Childish Gambino, for a long time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So to see them poke fun at his rap alter ego, it hurts me. Because it's like kind of close to his voice. Right, right. But it's like <laughs> just far enough to be bothersome and annoying. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm, the, most, the thing that I'm most bothered by this, uh-huh. is that some dummies going to think it's real.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely, they did.
1: Multiple dummies going to think it's real. Yep. How do you feel about that? I hate it. I hate that so much. <laughs> Gosh. That would be my that would be my branding marketing nightmare, uh-huh. is someone to like parody a product that I'm making, and then the market think, like, oh, this is great. We love this parody. <laughs> and then me, I'm like, no, that's not real. That's not authorized.
0: I don't know, man. I think it's great. I can't wait to see that in the, you know during the credits solo finishes beautiful final scene credits start to roll and this song starts bopping i'm into it nope. no no nope, no nope, no nope. well then if you loved that this much you're gonna love this one more <sighs> one more let's see
1: <laughs> well, i just saw a preview of will smith's credits music on the new aladdin managed to sneak a video watch before disney takes down oh i haven't seen this one Hello?
2: Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Is the movie over already? All right, I guess I'm supposed to do rap now, huh? <clears throat> oh, no. oh, hold on. This is the beat I'm working with. Oh, no. Hey, yo, Alan Menken, throw a little funk on this, will you? Let's show them how we do it in Agababa. Woo! <laughs> 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 There we go now. Oh man. Uh, come on. i bring the woodwinds in. Woo! Alright, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, alright, alright. Let me tell y'all how we got here. One fine day, the was always the peace. When the guard started running through the Agaba street. They were looking for a lad and a beast. They were nabbing some yeast. The thickest thieves in the wall east. Over the night, to police come, a boo as well. And the very next day they were thrown in the cell. Both arrested by for Aladdin like a to so safari. In disguise, he let Aladdin to a tiger's mouth. Find a lamp that was way down south. And Aladdin could do it, because he's worthy enough. He made his way through the cave like a diamond in the rough. The room collapsed, but they didn't die, because they were saved by a carpet that was totally fly. They rubbed the lamp, boom, out I came. I'm yours to claim.
1: Yo, come on, Aladdin. Tell him my name.
2: Aladdin. Hey, Al- Aladdin. Aladdin. Come on, man. Oh, I'm
1: sorry to fall asleep how are you
2: gonna fall asleep in the middle of the rap sorry all
1: right where were we
0: fun fact the solo rap is on rap genius so if you want to you know give some annotations to those good good lines
1: yeah i did i did see that and i will delete the page <laughs> i will hire hackers to take it down <laughs> russian hackers yeah
0: that's fair okay I have a weird one. Okay. You ready? Yep. This is uh, a little rabbit hole that I went down because of a tweet from somebody I follow named Nevin Morgan.
1: Okay. And
0: okay, he posted this. Go ahead and give that a watch.
1: Glade Plugins Scented
2: Oil. It doesn't fade. It doesn't fade away. It doesn't fade. Plug it in, plug
1: it in. Scented Oil makes this the best plugins ever. Mm. Plug it
2: in, plug it in.
1: Because oil freshens from the first drop to the last without quickly fading away.
2: Fresh in 60 days, freshens in a new way. Plug it in, plug it in. Now
1: available in two new fragrances, Floral Breeze and Refreshing Sisters. Plug it in. S.C. Johnson, a family company. It's funny because I've seen this commercial in the wild, like on TV.
0: Everybody remembers that weird little jingle, right?
1: Yep, plug it in, plug it in.
0: But here's something that you probably didn't know.
1: Oh no, (laughs) messing with the time stream, I bet.
2: Lie beside me on the sand Put some ocean in your hand
1: No (laughs) way.
0: So, yeah. So they stole it,
1: or they licensed it.
0: I think they licensed it. So the Plug It In, Plug It In song that I think of as, what, super late 90s, early 2000s? Yeah. Is, in actuality, a copy of a song from the 1970s by some rockabilly guy named Billy Crash Craddock named rub it in. And instead of plug it in, plug it in, the line goes, rub it in, rub it in. I feel the tingle begin. You're getting under my skin. And I don't know what to do with this new knowledge that I have in my brain.
1: Dude, like (laughs) the only thing I can think of that is like close to this Uh is when Drake was accused of ghostwriting, you know, like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's the same. It's It's definitely the the same.
0: same. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
1: Like, Glade, pl- Glade plugins, like, are they the true lyricists we thought they were?
0: I You know, I've always thought of them as jingle masters, but here we go. And you know, I mean, when you think about it, plug it in, plug it in, I guess it's a good jingle. <laughs> it, is, it does tell you exactly what to do. It's pretty obvious. You plug it in. Yep. But it's not like, wow, what a good smell, or like, wow, what a nice feeling you get from coming home to this. It's literally just a directive, Right. Just a simple order, a command. Step one, plug it in. Step two, there is no step two. Here's some more lyrics, okay? This is the original song. Put a little on my nose, put a little on my toe, put it on my back and my sacroiliac, Mm -hmm. and a dab on my chinny-chin-chin. What? (laughs) Dude. Yeah, so that's weird because those are weird lyrics. (laughs)
1: Yes, they are. Yes, they are.
0: But let's let's take it further, all right? Because the rabbit hole doesn't end here. We can continue it. Give this a listen.
1: Oh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You rubbed it in all wrong. Mm-hmm.
2: You rubbed it in all wrong.
0: So that same artist, many years later, created another song called You Rubbed It In All Wrong, which is, it's almost like we're, we're establishing a canon to this whole story, you <laughs> it's know? It rub it in has
1: universe. Like, <laughs> yeah, I really,
0: we've, we've entered into uh, Marvel Universe. Spider-Man was in the original Iron Man movie or Captain America or whatever, you know? And now we have this, oh, everything you thought you knew about rubbing it in was wrong. And this song has lyrics that go, I've got a notion, you've been using bad lotion that's starting to peel off my paint. What the heck? (laughs) So it just goes deep, you know? I never expected this.
1: This rivals our Scorpion King Wikipedia page wormhole.
0: Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll go to Wikipedia real quick. Don't worry. <laughs> I, that always is, you know, part of it. Because I just did want to go and, and point out that the sacroiliac joint, which he brings up, is the pelvis. And that is where he was telling her to, him or her, I guess, the listener, to rub it in and also where it was incorrectly rubbed into and that's a very specific place that i don't think i'd ever ask anyone to rub anything
1: i know i wonder if he like just said sack <laughs> and then like the record label was like you can't say that and he's like and he just like he didn't google it but he looked in his dictionary and he's like actually i meant this i said i meant the sacroiliac joint
0: yeah and they're like, yeah. all right okay all right, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so now I would say whenever you hear "rub it in, rub it in," but you won't ever hear "rub it in, rub it in" again because I don't even know if they still really advertise the Glade plug-in. Feel like I have expanded your horizons on this old, this old, old commercial.
1: You did. This was a, a recommended link.
0: Oh heck yeah! <laughs> oh,
1: Billy Crash Craddock still rubbing it in. <laughs> 2008 This was also a recommended link And the comment section is pretty, you know,
0: lit Ronnie McDowell, Older Woman
2: Older women Are beautiful lovers I said older women They understand I've been around some And I have discovered That older women
1: This is my new favorite song.
0: Oh my. Oh my. These these comments on this YouTube
2: song are quite a bit.
1: <laughs> this lady's like, I'm 40 and my husband is 28.
2: Lie beside me on the sand. Put some lotion in your hand. Once or twice to say you love me again Then rub it in, rub it in Rub it in, rub it in I feel the tingle begin You're getting under my skin Rub it in, rub it in Mmm, it feels good Put a little bit on my left shoulder yeah Do it. Put a little bit right here Do it. Yeah Do it. Turn your radio on